babies. Well, you know what? Uh, I don't. I don't argue with the queen, nor do I uh, attempt to do. A, you've been really. You've been messing around with that chalupa hat quite a bit. You, you're not quite finding the right spot for it, or what? No, I just. I sometimes wear my hat to the side, which I don't know why. It's not like a thing I do. Because so you're a tool. When, when you no, no, it's just. I think it's how my head shape. So like when I see myself in the camera, I'm like, oh shit, straight uh, as an arrow. You got a crooked head. I do. My mother pushed me out of her vagina. You didn't? Your mother did not? I Well, I was thinking about all of the things that she pushes in it. <laughs> Damn. What do you say we start the show? Uh, this is my sports show. We talk all things New England sports. Uh, today, we will be talking uh, the Red Sox continuing to lowball the cornerstones of their franchise. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the trade deadline coming up for the MLB and are the Red Sox buyers or sellers. The MLB All-Star Game was on Tuesday, if anyone cares. Uh, we have some Celtics talk. Their uh, infamous TPE has expired uh, without getting used. And a little Bruin, Bruins free agency fallout. That'd be nice to uh, chime back in and see what the Bruins are up to. Uh, spoiler, not a whole lot. And uh, we got a real tasty, uh, simplest minds of the week for you. A couple candidates there. The second one was very good. I watched it. It was pretty good. Yeah, the first <laughs> one may uh, start with La and end with Braun. Uh, and it, it is, it's, it's LeBron. He called Boston racist. So we'll see. We'll see how that one shakes out. Uh, let's do some opening takes though. Ray, uh, go ahead. Thank you, Richard. It might be our age, but, uh, are all all-star pro bowl games, just the most boring things in the world to watch nowadays. I mean, it might be not saying it because of our old age, maybe it's the younger generation likes it, but I didn't watch a minute of the home run derby. Didn't watch a minute of the all-star game. Same thing with pro bowls, all-star NBA and NHL. I don't watch it anymore. It's just not for me. When it's fixed like that, it's just meh. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, I know the Pro Bowl's dead. The NFL is actually talking about canceling the Pro Bowl, which would be smart, and then they bring it back, and it'll be more exciting. Um, the MLB All Star Game. Give them credit; they've tried a lot of things over the years to kind of make it more exciting. I liked when it determined the World Series home and away because it actually gave it some life. It actually gave it some meaning. Uh, but yeah, they got to get creative with it. And no, I'm not. I'm not too interested in any of it it's not uh very entertaining to me it doesn't mean shit no one's really there uh, to play so uh fairly boring but you know it's a segment on our show so we'll we'll talk about it maybe mm -hmm. i'll give you an opening take uh baseball related speaking of the red sox being buyers and sellers here's what they should be they should be buyers but they need to be big buyers and they won't be buyers so they should be sellers did you catch that did you follow that no, you, you got that math then you went to there, but then yep. you came full circle. Yeah. Then I came around. Then I came around the backside, mm -hmm. uh, and a little uh, slap, slap in the trish, and a little handy hand, mm -hmm. just to get you, just to get you excited, and then finish you off. That's what the Red Sox uh, inevitably need to be, because I don't trust that they will make the moves necessary to actually make them a true contender. Uh, just feels like they're on the Jeremy Jacobs Bruins path where they want to get into the playoffs, call it a success, and move on to the next season. Um, that's not buying to me. That's not that's not what they I would consider buying. They might not do that this year. They might not do that this year. Uh, we'll get into all of that. This is the Simple Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind, July 2nd. Welcome to the show.
Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we apologize. Bill is not here. So, Sorry, uh, ladies. Put your panties back on. Yeah, our white balance is a little bit off because his white face, gray gray beard is not... Uh, yeah, you can't is say not... white. You might want to just go gray. Sorry, we'll beep that. Uh, and also, we just apologize for me and Ray's general um, appearance. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, though, you're welcome because our audio is fucking fantastic, deep and bold. iHeartRadio is even better, though. And we would suggest listening to iHeartRadio because we there there's a, a growing mass of uh, of listeners in iHeartRadio. We're we are we are the self proclaimed number one New England sports show. So on we're iTunes, saying? we're the actual oh. number one New England sports show oh, on, yeah, on iHeart. That's what they emailed us. So yeah. uh, as always, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Uh, some of my sports show subscribe rate review. Uh, all right, the Red Sox. Just I don't know. I was very positive on them last year, Raymond. You know that. I, I was do. very, I was very positive on them. And uh toot toot, I was right for the most part. Two games away from the World Series. This year, I've been negative on them and the sport since they locked out and came back. I don't think the Red Sox are making the uh, necessary moves to be a true contender when they uh could be right now. And I think that's about to continue, not just this year at the deadline, which we'll get to get into, but moving forward. Because reports came out, this is from Alex Spear, reports that uh, the Red Sox started negotiations with Rafael Devers, arguably the best hitter in Major League Baseball, with a comparison for the contract that the Braves gave Matt Olson, the first baseman Matt Olson, which is eight years, $168 million. That's where they want to start negotiations with Rafael Devers. Oh, by the way. Someone closer to his counterpart, Juan Soto, just turned down four hundred and forty million from the Nationals. One sixty. What, what? Tell me where the difference is here, Ray. Uh, hundred. I know your math is not great, but one hundred and sixty-eight million or four hundred and forty million. Are those? Is one thing different than the other? Well, there, you gotta or? throw. You gotta throw a little bit of the years in there too. I mean, the years do balance it out. Fuck you. Okay. The Red Sox are never going to give a 15-year contract. Never. Well, I understand that. Never, but that, never. But if you do 440 divided by 15, it's, uh, it comes to like 30, oh, close to 30 million. This eight-year 168 is 24 million. So they're, they got to go 6 million more a year. Well, okay. Then do that fucking math, right? God damn it. You know what? I led you into that just to agree with me. And you're in. Inevitably. I, just I, can't, I did do the math. This was the whole point. I did do the math. They lowballed the shit of him. It wasn't just the lowball. It was the fact that they put that now decent player. I won't call. I was about to call him a scrub, but Matt Olson's not a scrub. He's a good first baseman. But the logic behind the their idea of comparing Raphael Devers to Matt Olson because they think Devers will inevitably be a first baseman or a DH moving forward is laughable. It's dis- disrespectful and laughable. Raphael Devers is 25, 26 years old, arguably the best hitter in baseball this year. The leading one of the leading candidates for AL MVP. And Could you start him with a league. Matt Olson fucking contract. Yeah. They did this with Bogarts. He took it when they negotiated with Bogarts. They gave him a quote unquote hometown discount, uh, which was inevitably. Hold on. I think I put it in here. Did I put it in here? Mm-mm. Did I not? Yeah. Six years, 120 million. That was a low ball. Uh, Xander Bogarts right now makes about 20 million per year. The other shortstops in the league make 35. He leads all shortstops in the bigs at OPS. He's making 20 mil, vastly underpaid. He took that shitty contract they gave him. Then they tried to do it with Betts, and Betts went bye bye. 
They're mm-hmm. a year behind on bets every single year. And now they're trying to do it with Bogarts again and with Devers. It's just sick. Like, are they spread too thin? Is John Henry spread too thin with his uh with his baseline ownership deals, Raymond? I believe so. I mean, look at Liverpool. That's a very expensive club over there in England in the Premier League. Uh, the Penguins he just acquired, and obviously he was doing a little uh, negotiation with uh, Malkin over there. So obviously his money is running out. That paper trail of the Boston Globe is uh, falling down. So he's trying to uh, lowball all his star players, and hopefully they take the hometown discounts. But this is the MLB. No one's taking another hometown discount on this team. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't I it's hard for me to come up with another conclusion other than they're not willing to pay those big AAVs. I mean, the last guy to do it was Chris Sale, which is arguably Ooh. the worst contract in Red Sox history. Check out SimpleMindSports.com. There's a blog on that. And I, I, they said they weren't going to do that, but that was a reaction to letting John Lester go and lowballing him in negotiations. If Bill was here, he would tell us. You always overpay your homegrown talent. Always give them the deal because it breeds loyalty. It, bre- it breeds a, um, it breeds a, 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 a type of energy in the franchise that you take care of your own guys. And the one thing that the Red Sox have not done, even through their immense success over 20 plus years with four world championships, they have not maintained a level of success. They've been up and down. They've been four-time champion, five-time last place finishers. So you throw a bunch of money at shit and you can make things work. But if you want to develop a culture, you got to pay these guys in their track record of not doing that for the homegrown guys from Lester to Bogarts to Betts now to Devers is, uh, I don't know how else you look at that and say that they just, they just don't want to pay them. And that's what you call being cheap, even though they have a $240 million payroll, I I don't I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know. Stop giving David Price these contracts. Give your own guys the fucking contracts, especially Devers. Well, He's one the of the best hitters in the game. Look at the contracts that are out there. Sale, who is arguably the worst contract that the Red Sox have ever done. JD Martinez is another one that has a huge contract that's going to be going away soon or being traded. That's the big name that's saying that is going to get traded by the deadline. So what's going to be left on this payroll? There's not going to be a lot of guys, big name guys or big paid guys. So it's it's like I said, it's the Boston Devil race because they're spending like Tampa. They're trying to win like Tampa. It's not going to work up here. We're going to have to beep devil. They're not allowed to say that devil race anymore. No, I'm sorry. Uh, we might have to cut it out of the whole show. If Bill said it, I'd cut it out of the whole show. Uh, it, just to give you a little comparison of Juan Soto, who is now in, uh, you know, in, in the news here sports wise for turning down that $440 million 15 year contract from the nationals, his statistics to Raphael Devers. Can you hear my wife talking upstairs? No, it's very, it's very uh, distracting to me. And great. Soto is 23 years old. He's been in the big leagues five seasons. Uh, this year he's got a 250 average, 20 home runs, 43 RBIs, 901 OPS. Uh, just to give you a comparison for Devers, Devers is 25. Uh, he's batting 324 this year, 22 home runs, 55 RBIs, a 980 OPS, good for fourth best in the majors. Here's how their careers stack up. Uh, Devers has about five and a half years in in the bigs. His first year, he played about half the season, a little less than half the season. Uh, career-wise, Soto is a 293 hitter, 
118 home runs, 355 RBIs, 968 OPS. Devers is relatively, you know, in that ballpark, 285 uh, average, 134 home runs, 422 RBIs, 865 OPS. So a little bit better power numbers there for Devers uh, over the five year, five and a half year career. I think, and I think this has been said around the sports channels, but I think the only way they get this deal done with Devers is the PR backlash of letting Bogarts go and then not signing him. And then just, you have to bend over and take whatever the the market deal is for Devers, whatever that be, whatever that is. Ten years, three hundred fifty million. Nope. Let me ask you: When was the last time you saw John Henry? Well, he just he just did a presser like a week and a half ago. Did you see him though, or was he was it all uh, through like uh, the radio? Oh, I'm not sure. I would imagine it was a Zoom. I would imagine it wasn't a. I yeah, don't haven't seen him. Yeah, I, I just don't think that he cares enough and. Uh, Ultimately, you see him at the end of the season when they go over how well the season was. And you heard him say that, he, you know, they're still building. I guarantee you the PR backlash won't matter to this team, won't matter to John Henry. He'll let these guys walk because he's trying to build something that he envisions Heim Bloom to do and doesn't include all these big priced guys. I'll just push back. I disagree. I think uh, Chris Sale was a PR move. I think uh, Trevor Story was a PR move. I think those are two examples, uh, recent examples that you can take and say when the pressure's on, they'll they'll make a move because they have the fucking money to do it. They're just cheap. They're just cheaping on this shit. Um, so apply pressure, Boston. Apply pressure to sign Bogarts, to sign Devers. Uh, like Ray said, a lot of money's coming off the books in the next few years. They're going to have plenty of money. And if they really do plan on building around these young guys, the Cassis, the uh, Mayor, uh, Duran, uh, Bayo, you know, Blaze, Blaze, Jordan, uh, um, who's the guy that just came up? Why am I blanking? Because because my wife's in my fucking ear from upstairs. Uh, Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs. Thank you. Uh, if they're really planning to build around these guys, then you know you you got a ton of money to spend. Uh, maybe a 26-year-old best hitter in the game is is a decent chunk to spend $35 million. Maybe that's the guy you might want to spend your money on. Not a broken-down, brittle, crisp glass sale who uh, will never pitch again, it feels like. Um, not this year. Let's, not this year. Let's do, uh, let's do some uh, buyers or sellers talk for the Red Sox. As I said in the opener, I think that they should be buyers. However, they need to be big buyers. Because of everything we just talked about, I don't think they have it in him. I don't even know if he has the skills to get those things done. <laughs> What's the uh, super bad line? You don't have the skills or the or the you you don't have the skills or the precision to pull up a fucking procedure like that. So, oh, are you talking about face off? Yeah. No, super bad. Pay attention. Snip snap. Yeah, they're talking about the face off. John Travolta and. Uh, oh, I didn't. Was, never knew that. That's a quote yeah. within a quote. Yeah. Never knew that. Well, I, I do. Simple, simple, my sports show. I don't, I don't, I don't think they can do it. I don't, I don't, they're not going to, they don't want to do it. They're not going to spend the money. They're not going to give it the prospects. Um. So no, I, so they need to be buyers. They need to be big buyers. They won't be. So therefore they need to be sellers. Here's here you go. You're 48 and 45 right now. Currently, as you stand, you're out of the playoffs. Two weeks ago, you had the no, number one. Wild card spot. You've taken over from your uh, division rival, Toronto Blue Jays. Since that time, since the two weeks, you've lost that lead. 
You're out of the playoffs. You're 12 and 26 against the AL East. You've yet to win a division against your, you've yet to win a series against your own division. Chris sale out again with a little pinky, a little broken pinky had surgery on that out indefinitely. Even if he does come back, I don't know what he's going to look saying, like. They're saying four to six weeks. He ain't coming back. He's done. They're going to shut him down. Probably. They'll probably yeah save him for next year for when all these great young prospects come up. Mm-hmm. Here are the four areas that you need that you would have to buy in. This is why I don't think it's going to happen. So you need back-end bullpen help, probably a right-handed arm, maybe two. Okay? Right now you're looking at Whitlock coming back off injury, the kid out of nowhere, Schreiber. Hoak, who can't pitch in Toronto. If you want to throw Strom in there, he's been pretty good, and Austin Davis has been a decent lefty for him. If you get another right hand, if you get a really good right-handed reliever to throw in the back end of that, you're in pretty good shape. If you get two, you're in really good shape in your bullpen. So you need two really high-end back-end bullpen arms to the highest commodity at, at, at the MLB deadline. I find that hard to believe, seeing as last year they went and got Hansel Robles, Hansel and Gretel, uh, for a salary dump when they needed bullpen help. So, Oh, where's he this year? You didn't mention him in there. Oh, uh, Hansel, Hansel Robles? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's in he's in uh, Worcester. Oh. oh, no, that's great. That's a great trade deadline that last year. He was okay. Uh, he never really ended up being okay in the playoffs. But uh, how, do you, I, how do you fare this year? Not great. Uh, your number two need a competent first baseman. That's all I'm asking for. Just a little bit of movement. Just a, uh, just... you're looking for a little Langevin 1998. I'm just looking for a 1998, a little, little Langevin movement down there. Huh. Uh, just, just come on, baby. Come on, please, please, please. I need it. Just a first baseman that can catch a fly ball, uh, that can hit both lefties and righties for a decent, decent average the Frenchie Cordero experiment had its moment it's done the Brian Dahlbach Bobby Dahlbach uh experiment over the last two years the Dahlbach Mendoza line that's done that guy's not a big league player uh you tried to throw Schwarber in there and refused to pay him money to keep him around go get you passed on Anthony Rizzo what's Schwarber doing out there in uh Philly oh at one point he was leading the NL in home runs he's uh he's doing okay Mm. so Give me a competent first baseman. Give me a competent first baseman for a couple picks, for a couple, uh, whatever it took to get Anthony Rizzo last year. You probably have to pay less just for somebody fucking competent, somebody competent at first base. Uh, So that's a couple prospects. Probably not going to happen. You need a fourth, maybe a third outfielder. Right now, your outfield (laughs) consists of uh, Alex Verdugo, Jared Duran, and Rev Snyder slash JBJ slash Christian Arroyo. Not great. If you ask me, Kiki Hernandez is dealing with some weird hip that he's had a couple setbacks. I wouldn't expect him to come back. And even if he does come back, I'm sorry, I take that back. I expect him to come back. But a guy like that that relies on speed and twitch like to have a hip problem. What do you expect out of Kiki Hernandez? Nothing. A massively streaky hitter to begin with. You know, a, a pretty good defender. He was good out there in center for them last year. But he, you're expecting you're, you're expecting him to be your everyday center fielder. So, so call it a fourth outfielder to take over for that uh, Ref Snyder, JBJ platoon, Christian Arroyo toss in there. But really, you need a third outfielder. So you need to up your talent level there when you're looking at who you want. Imagine if there was like a 23 year old superstar coming out that wants to be traded that you could go, you know, you have the money for. You have yeah the that talent. you're one of the five teams in the in the league that can actually afford him. 
Yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool to go do that and build around him endeavors. But hey, once in whatever. a generation talent. Yeah, whatever. Well, I, I guess it's not out there. I mean, Ref Snyder's pretty good. Yeah, he's up and coming. JBJ's might set his own uh, Mendoza line with the JBJ line. So there is a JBJ line. No, that <laughs> needs to be established. He is statistically not hyperbably, hyperbole, the worst hitter, I think, in the last 200 years. Check my stats on that real quick. Oh, you actually want me? You... No, no, just check it real quick right right now. Oh, am yeah, I right? It is. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, I am right. Uh, and then fourth, your fourth need is a starting pitcher. Chris, Chris Sale hurt his pinky. Chris Glass Sale. We got a new Glass Gordon in town. His name is Chris Sale. He's taken over for Gordon Hayward. This guy can't stay on the field. He'll never stay on the field. Look at him. His ass fucking goes in. He's got a concave ass. He th- He can't pitch the way he pitched he's not he's never going to be the same guy you paying him 30 million dollars a year he broke his pinky um and then in this within a day i forget who the pitcher was it's on our social media same play the guy went out and caught it line drive right oh, back yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. fucking caught it cleveland i believe it was a cleveland pitcher might have been it's just you know this this thing you know i don't totally blame him jesus gave him this body God gave him this no. frail fucking body. Come but, to uh, Dr. Big Mac's world. I'll get you. I'll get weight on those bones. Come, <laughs> come to me. You need I don't blame him. Because of his fragility, I don't blame him for not getting the shot either, not being able to pitch in Toronto. He's just like, I can't fucking risk it, man. I can't. Yeah, fucking break his fucking femur or wherever they fucking poke him. Yeah, they don't, I, they don't put shots in your leg. Yeah, um, they do. Oh, oh there. I haven't had, I haven't had a booster in a while. This? What's this? Your femur? Your femur's in femur's your fucking leg. leg. Fuck. Uh, what's, your, what's your arm? I'm bug? pretty sure the uh, the virus, the uh, vaccine doesn't doesn't go in your shin, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't cut that, but I think it's something else. Hold on. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Fact check me on that. I don't think uh, I don't think the vaccine goes in your femur. Either way, uh, he wherever it goes. Radius. Knew it. Pretty Radius. close. That's what I fucking said. It was just... It was, no, no, no. You said it in your head. I heard it. Too many liquids. Okay. Uh, either way, look, you got those four needs, potentially five players, six players to make this like a legitimate uh, contender. And I, I get that they um, at times this year have looked like a really good ball club, but we saw what happened last year when you got in there and you were a couple players short and they weren't willing to go out and, and uh, get them. Bogarts at the All-Star game was interviewed and said yeah we would like some help it sounds like a desperate man just trying (laughs) trying to hold on to a red sox uniform be in boston do what it takes to win a world series and they're just shooting this fucking poor guy in the foot i hope he goes to the yankees now and just destroys these guys because they're treating them like dog shit go out there and do what you need to do um but the fact is there's too much to do they don't want to do it to begin with so they should move guys they should dump if that's if this is going to be their plan, if they're going to go out and get another Hansel fucking Robles or a busted up Kyle Schwarber, who inevitably ended up being good for them. But you traded for an injured player, didn't play for two or three weeks. If that's going to be your move this year again and waiting on Chris Sale to come back, not to pitch in Toronto, then you should just sell J.D. You should trade Bogart. You should go full tilt on the fucking rebuild. But they won't, Ray, because of the PR, which you don't think they're afraid of. But they are. They don't have the balls to trade Bogarts. Uh, also, you put starting pitcher just because of Chris Sale. Uh, Nick Pavetta sucks. 
Avaldi isn't there any like he's hurt. Something's up with him. I, I, you need three starting pitchers. I don't think you just need one. This team needs so many things. And also, I don't want Devers to go to Yankees to beat us for years to come. I want him to go to Baltimore so we can be the laughing stock of the ALEs and be in last place year after year like Baltimore was. Yeah, Baltimore winners of, what, 10 or 11 straight into the All-Star break? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with Yeah, the, the starting pitching, I thought, has been a question mark all season, and they patched it together to uh, for, for a lot of it. Um, but Evaldi has lower back problems. Pavetta's turned into a pumpkin, which he tends to do here and there. You know, Pavetta's my guy, so I still expect him to have a couple more gems this year. But he does have the tendency to go in the tank for three or four games at a time. That's why he's a number three, number four starter in the bigs, not a number two. If Chris Sale was here, he'd be slotted perfectly. Um, you got Waka Waka Waka, who's older and has a dead arm. That's not easy to come back from. Rich Hill is fault. just fucking old. And then the rest of your guys are rookies. You know, in Cutter Crawford and Winkowski, and you, we saw what happened to them in July when you had five rookie starters in your pitcher, you know, in your starting a uh, pitching rotation, you got shelled. So yeah, I I I don't have a lot of faith in this Red Sox team moving forward uh, because of all those reasons, and I don't have a lot of faith in management making the moves to uh, to improve. So that would generally lead me to say you should sell on guys that you don't expect to be back, JD Bogarts. Um, did I give you a list of, of other names on here that, that, that they could get back, that they nope. could move? No. Nope. Well, obviously, J.D. and Bogarts are the uh, are big the big ones. ones, but I don't know. JBJ is a contract that's coming to an end that someone might swallow just to swallow Who it. Who the fuck would want that? It's a defensive replacement if you tack on some shit. You know, you can you can move contracts whenever you It'd want like to. If you kill Harry, you'd have to add assets to get rid of a guy like JBJ. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, I'm just I'm spitballing here. I think Vasquez is on the last year of his deal. Um, Evaldi's on the last year of his deal. Pavetta is he on the last year of his deal? I think Pavetta's got one more. I could have sworn I wrote this shit. Oh, you know what I did? I wrote it down in a blog. That uh, here, just give me one sec. I'll pull this up. Oh, where'd you get the blog from? Oh, I think that was on SimpleMindSports dot. Calm. Here's your, here's your guys going on unrestricted free agents. Your big ones: uh, Xander Bogarts, Nathan Avaldi, J.D. Martinez, all very e- obviously easily tradable uh, players that you could get for Bogarts a haul for an Evaldi or J.D. Martinez. You know, some decent return. Uh, then you got a guy like Kiki Hernandez that showed promise last year. Obviously, you could get a return for him. Christian Vasquez, a good hitting uh, catcher. Not a lot of those guys uh, around. And then Matt Strom is on the last year of a deal, and he's been decent in the bullpen. So you got plenty of guys you can fucking dump. You got plenty of guys you could dump if you really wanted to and uh, and back? actually do this. But what will you get back? Well, you get a haul for Bogarts. If you're not going to sign Bogarts, you got to, you like, you got to uh, do this fake fucking bullshit like they did with Lester, and we gave him a contract. He just said, no, Betts didn't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was just going to bring up Betts. Just fucking Bets. move him. We moved Betts, and we thought we were going to get a haul for Betts, and you got nothing really good. Uh, no, they didn't. They botched that trade. Um, they let it uh, they let it uh, um, linger too long. So the leverage went away. Right now, um, Bogarts still has left open the idea of being in Boston. They could get they could get some decent prospects for for Bogarts. Um, and JD so Martinez is a nice get a, You have faith that they'd get a good return. Yeah, not a great one, but a good one. Yeah. Okay. That's all. I just I don't have faith in them. I have no, zero faith in. The front office between oh, the in the actual execution of it or what it's actually worth. Um, no, we haven't seen him do it, so I would say uh, I don't have a, a 
I don't have great faith that they would be able to trade a uh, all-star player for proper return. But rarely does that happen anyway in pro sports. Rarely do you get the proper return for a player of that caliber. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I go back and forth whether you should hold on or whether you should sell. But if you're going to let these guys walk anyway, and you're not going to make the moves to be to even make the playoffs, then get something. Yeah, get something. Uh, we shall see. Uh, they pushed the deadline back this year, which is kind of cool. I think it's August 2nd. Oh, I thought August 4th. Okay, whatever that is, whatever that uh, Friday or Monday, it's around. A, it is around the weekend. So whatever that is, um, don't look that up yet because I'm going to throw it over to headlines with the obvious one. Well, thank you, Richard. <clears throat> the AL won their ninth straight all-star game on Tuesday night in Los Angeles. Uh, Giancarlo Stunton bashes his way to the MVP with a game-tying two-run home run. Uh, in Red Sox news, Chris Sale had surgery on his broken little pinky and is, is, is expected to be out indefinitely. Sale has upped his total games played to a whopping 10.2. If you're wondering, he still will collect his $30 million paycheck. Sale may be back in time to play in the final series of the season in Toronto because Justin Trudeau is a fascist and nobody can tell him the great Chris Sale what to do. Can tell the great Chris Sale what to do, including pitching in the Major League Baseball games. The Celtics let their famous TPE expire. The $17 million TP started when Danny Ainge let Gordon Glass Hayward walk out the door. It then turned into a failed Evan Fournier stint and is now finally coming to an end. The Celtics are over the luxury tax line and apparently their budget is maxed out. And in a bit of surprising news to everyone, two-time Olympic gold medal figure skater Yuzuro Hanuyu is expected to retire from competitive figure skating. It sure will be a sad to see him go. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. I, I, it's going to be... It's going to be tough to watch without Yuzuro around, yeah. you know? I'm going to have to pour one out for him. Yeah. Well, and I re- when I read that, I thought it was a female until I got to the end when you said he will be best. I'm like, oh, it's a dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, just a quick little grammar guru. Chris Sale will not be pitching in Toronto for the last series of the season um, because he is the great Chris Sale and Justin Trudeau is a fascist. He's a fascist and nobody can tell the great Chris Sale what to do. What to do, including pitching and uh, including pitching. And uh, MLB All Star Game happened on Tuesday night. Raymond, cool. Quick break. We'll be right back with some Celtics TPE talk. Do you think Bill watched the All-Star game? No. I think Bill's full of shit on everything he says ever. And his uh, quote-unquote love for baseball is bullshit. He has a fantasy team, so he pays attention to the stats. I guarantee you if he didn't have that fantasy team, he wouldn't watch No, I bet he's watched less than a third of of, uh, the Red Sox games. And that's like tuning in for some innings in each game. If, oh, I do that. I tune in for some innings. I don't watch the whole. I can't watch them. All no, time. he's never. I don't think he's watched. An, I don't think he's watched the whole base Red Sox game this year. But we don't claim to be. No, he has because he's been to two. You don't. You don't think he left early? Nope. Okay, but you know what, Ray? You, you've done this now to me twice. The show just. 
this is called piling on to a guy that's not here. We're shitting on him, and now you're turning around on me, and I, I don't like that. I didn't shit on you, not once. No, but you didn't agree with me, and you know how much I don't like to be uh, disagreeing. Sorry, sorry, baby, I didn't mean that. Uh, Let's do some Celtics. Speaking of not agreeing with Celtics, let their TPE expire. The great TPE, the TPE that we've uh, heard about for years. Uh, the, The Gordon Hayward. Whatever it was, twenty-six something million dollars uh, TPE that they acquired Evan Fournier with, in which they then fleeced the Knicks for two second-round picks, so they could maintain a seventeen million dollar TPE the next year, uh, all, uh, all accumulating this offseason into a big fat zero. Uh, now that being said, well, before I get to that, it was reported by uh, John Corrales of Boston Sports Journal that, quote unquote, nothing good came along. Um, that was from Brad Stevens. Nothing good came along for that TPE. Oh, gee, Willikers, nothing oh, good came boy, along. We just guys. couldn't quite do it, which I find hard to believe. You can't be old G Willikers there has been an absolute freaking uh, uh, dominant force in the front office. Dominant force. Yeah, he's he's been a. Uh, heat-seeking missile uh, when it comes to deals. So you can't tell me that he couldn't have found someone to fit that TPE. I get I got a whole list for you here. No, it was a money thing. And you tell me, Ray, whether you agree with this or not. Uh, I'll give you the numbers here. The Celtics have, this is, uh, I'm just going to read this out of that same article um, from John Corrales, I believe it was. The Celtics have pushed to $20 million over the tax he says, which is fairly remarkable. That means they're facing an actual tax bill of over $45 million. They have three roster spots left. To fill that roster uh, out, they'll be over. They'll be north of $50 million in the tax uh, to pay for taxes, $50 million in taxes. If they were to add another 10 to $15 million with the TPA, that would push them north of $60 million in taxes, which would be more than every other team except for the Warriors and the Clippers who are breaking uh, tax payments. Do you give Wick and Boston Celtics ownership any leeway for not being the third highest tax paying team in the league? Yes, because I like every single move that they made in this offseason and they're over the luxury tax and I enjoy this roster. And I think this roster is built to win and I don't think they had to go out there and do anything else to tweak this roster with this TPE. I like it. I like what they have right now. Oh, I disagree. Fuck you. Pay him the money. What? $45 million to $60 million? What's $15 million to Wick Grossbeck and his partners? What's $15 million in taxes to them? It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. It's fucking nothing. And you do have a hole, right? You have a hole at, uh, uh, on Tuesday nights. Um, at That's my mother's. Address. I don't believe yeah, 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 yeah. uh, No, where the hole? It's behind Al Horford and the brittle Rob Williams. Your backup center position is still void. It, there's nobody there to... to uh, Small ball, baby. To play that position, we've saw we've seen what happened when those guys can't go fully commit, and um they they had they had a roster spot to fill with that TPE, and they didn't do it because of money. And I'll never give a, a billionaire owner an excuse for that. Never, okay. ever, never. Let me give you some names, and I'll give you some no's. You want to go yes or no down this list? There's only one yes. I uh, maybe two. Okay, go. But go on. Uh, this is from a uh, Celtics blog and how this person is number one boggles my fucking mind boggles my mind as well. This is from Keith P Smith from Celtics blog. Not our guy, Jack, no, our guy, Jack, Jack would... I, would, I would fucking agree with everything Jack said at one through fucking 10. Yep. Yeah, no, that's how Bob pod works. 
He's yep. loyal. He's loyal, loyal above end, baby. intelligence. Jack could have killed someone. I'd still ride or die with Jack yeah. all day. Look closely. You might have seen Ray on January 6th. Number one, they have him. Uh, Kelly Olinick at no. 12, 12.8 million uh, from the Detroit Pistons. Who's By the way, Kelly Olinick's playing for the Pistons now, if you don't you know. Uh, no, I'm a no for Kelly Olinick. Even as a backup center, I got no use for Kelly Olinick. Some of these names I'm not going to – I don't know, by the way. Number two is one of them. Kenrich Williams, 2 million Oklahoma City Thunder. I'd probably know nobody on the Oklahoma City Thunder except for the uh, – Guy, I can't pronounce his whole full name. Yeah, so I'll say, okay, sure. If you two million bucks, no one knows what he does. Great. Yeah, uh, two million. Hard to say no. And if if it's on Celtics blog list, then it's got to be good. This is one that maybe we can disagree with because I am I'm four number three on this list at nine million dollars a year from the Charlotte Hornets, Mason Plumley. No. Oh, uh, he'd be perfect. He'd no. be perfect. Perfect at the end of the bench. Where, 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 That's where, where he's playing. He's playing third center. He's playing so third much, center. He's getting twelve so you're minutes pay a him night. Nine million dollars to be at the end of the bench to play nine minutes a night. Ray Marcus Smart makes twenty million dollars a year. Nine million in this day's day and age NBA is nothing. Marcus it's Smart nothing. is starting. Is starting. Nine million is nothing. Also, if we looked at his contract, I'm sure it doesn't have many years on it. Mason Plumley is a that would, I bet you Brad Stevens. Would would do make that move? Perfect backup to Al Horford and and uh, Rob Williams. Yeah, because he can shoot. He can play from the outside. Mason Plumley can't shoot. <clears throat> he can shoot outside, not like three pointers, but he can shoot like top of the key. I thought Ma- I thought Mason Plumley was a down low uh, bruiser. Like I think he was. I think he's a big body, like good defense. Um, anyway, we, we disagree in that one. Here's one from, uh, the Phoenix suns, Cameron, that I don't really know who this is. Cameron Johnson, uh, $5.8 million. Uh, the suns are in a, after two years after going to the finals are letting their number one overall pick go and eight and and, uh, they uh, matched the offer. I thought, did they match it? They matched the offer. Yeah. Oh, I haven't paid a lot of attention to it. Sorry. Uh, either way, they let it get to that point. He can't be too happy. Uh, I don't know who Cameron Johnson is. I have a slight idea, uh, but uh, it's 5.8. Sure, I would take him. Here's one that we can agree on, and let's see what you say. But I Go think ahead. I know what who's you're the guy? saying. Who's the guy? Also from the Phoenix Suns uh, uh, fire sale at $10 million a year, the best contract in the league, Jay Crowder. Yep. Oh, no fucking way. Get need, this guy you need away from on me. His fucking, you need toughness on his team. I'd take Jay Crowder back in a heartbeat. Jay Crowder is the fakest tough guy I've seen since KG. Uh, he they're is, all fucking fake tough guys. In the I NBA. hated I, Jay Crowder on this team. I you put, hated him with the Isaiah Thomas Celtics. You put He's him on the end of the bench? So oh, bad. fuck yeah. What do we always say? This team's soft. You need someone to fucking toughen them up. Bring in Jay Crowder. He'll toughen these punks up. That's I hate bad, that idea. I hate the word. idea of bringing guys into uh, to toughen to quote unquote toughen a team up uh, from the bench. Uh, if your number one player is not tough, they're not going to be tough. I hate Jay Crowder. He shot like thirty three percent from three this year, which is supposed to be his trademark. Anytime he's ever driven to the rim and shot a layup, it's bounced back across half court off the fucking backboard. I can't. His defense is wildly overrated. I can't stand the love that Jay Crowder gets. I hate him. No. I enjoy big, Jay Crowder. Big fat no. Uh, number six on this list, uh, $16.9 million out of South Beach, Duncan Robinson. New Hampshire's own Duncan Robinson. And yes, please. 
Yep, I would have taken that. Uh, fit right into that TPE. Give you a sharpshooter off the bench. Uh, could have filled. He barely played for Miami this year. Could have filled that role in, in the Celtics and come in yep. and give you 25 points any given night for it. Here's another one. I'm for. Uh, you should be too. 16.4 million from the Cavs. Lloyd Markinen. Wasn't he a star over in Chicago before he went to Cleveland? Yeah, he's uh, yeah. he was pretty. He's been pretty decent in Cleveland. I don't know why he's on this list. I don't know if Cleveland's been trying to move him or not, but um, they it. say that there's too much overlap with Gallinari now here with, with that player, but. And maybe that's true as two shooters. I don't think he's going to play he's a much center though. Gallinari's not a center. Hey, six ten. Yeah, but I uh, think let's he bust plays through the rest of this board. list. I don't All think right, there's much ahead. lower that we do. Uh, I don't even know this guy from the Kings. If you know anybody on the Kings past their starting lineup, good for you. Rakan Holmes. No, I'll just say no. Uh, Nerlens Noel, who's been linked for the Celtics for like ten years, it feels like. I'll say yeah, no. Let's make it at eleven. Nope. Nine point two million for him. I'd rather have Mason Plumley. Uh, Derek Favors, who's always been linked to the Celtics as well. $10 million there. Third center. Uh, yeah, I'd do it. So you'll take Derek Favors at 10, not scoff at the 10 million, but Mason Plumley, no. That's racist. I apologize. Uh Jamichael Green. I'm I'm for this too. 8.2 million. Uh, I like Jamichael Green in that third, third big center. Yeah, why is this thunder getting rid of everyone? They have too many guys. They have like 40 graphics coming up. Apparently, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here's another one that's been linked to the, to the Celtics for a really long time. That should also, um, I don't know if he has a spot here for anymore after the Brogdon signing, but yeah, Brogdon. Terrence Ross. Nah. Yeah, I can do without him after the Brogdon signing. Uh, Tory Craig sounds like he belongs in the NHL. Don't know who that is. 5.1 million from the Suns. The Suns are selling everybody. Nah, no. Okay. Uh, Malik Beasley from Utah. This one, oh, really? I think, is a little bit of a long shot. 15.5 million. Um, I don't think I don't know if they'd be looking to get rid of him, but the Jazz are on the cusp on the cups of blowing it up. Malik Beasley. Well, if you're getting rid of Spider Mitchell, you're blowing it up. Yeah, I take Beasley as a scorer off the bench. Yeah, uh, and then Jordan Clarkson, similar role, a uh, get your own shot kind of guy off the bench. Yeah. Okay, so there's plenty of guys. The point is, there's plenty of guys. You thought you were going to walk into that list and say no, no, no. However. Uh, there are plenty of guys on the list where we said, yeah, we'll take them. Yeah, we'll take them. It starts with Kelly Olenek. You start with no, no, no. (laughs) Well, yeah, sure. I'm just saying you started this conversation saying that you give uh, the Celtics ownership a break for not spending that extra 15 million. No, 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 I don't go, go give me a Mason Plumlee or a Malik Beasley. What do you give up in return for Mason? Nothing. It's a TPE. That's the point. You give up a second round pick. It's a salary dump. That's why all the Phoenix suns are on that list. Gotcha. You, you give up two second round picks. That's the whole idea. Or a couple uh, stash guys down in your bench. Um, that's the whole idea of the TPE. You don't have to give up anything to use it. And they and they threw it away because they didn't want to spend the money. Keep that in mind. They didn't want to spend the extra 15 million. So when Gallinari goes down and you still don't have a shooter you off that bench, you could have had Lori Mackinen. Lori Malkinen. Markinen. Keep that in mind. They didn't want to spend the extra 15 mil this year. Just saying. Uh, quick afternoon delight. We'll be back with a little Bruins talk. Bruins talk. Sky rockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. We don't do Red Wings. Only when the Queen's here. What are we, communists? 
No, I uh, I felt like we should do just a little bit of NHL Bruins free agency fallout. Okay, so last week when we recorded NFL free, uh, NHL free agency was we we're right in the thick of it. We we're kind of playing catch up, going along with it. Um, luckily for us, as a show, the Bruins did jack shit. Yeah, unluckily later, for us, nothing, <laughs> nothing. Unluckily for us as fans, the Bruins did jack shit. However, that can't stay. That can't stay the way it is. And we went over this last show. They have 2.3 million in cap space. They're sitting on their palms like like little uh, toddlers waiting for a snack, waiting for Bergeron and Krejci to agree to come back and play for this team at whatever um, minimum salary they can get them at in an incentive deal that's going to push their their cap hits to next year which by the way was the end of Shirelli he kept trying to do that to keep their team in contention and then by the end of it there wasn't enough cap space to do anything because you're carrying a bunch of dead weight so good luck I like if you still have faith in fucking Swinney and Neely you're bananas however I'm not even looking for them to do things that work I'm just interested to see how they're going to do this they have 2.3 million in cap space the one move they made was for Pavel Zaka from uh, um, New Jersey. New Jersey for Halla. Halla's oh, wow. making two point three. This kid's gonna make three million at least. He just went to arbitration. Three point four. Yeah. So they didn't save money there. Lost money. You Good still math. gotta bring. You gotta bring back Bergeron. You gotta bring back Krejci. Even if those guys pay play on minimum like one whatever the minimum salary is, what one in change, they literally don't have enough money to do that. Just for those three guys, no. they don't have enough money. Never mind filling out the rest of their roster, um, which they probably have no plans to do. So, uh, oh, oh, and by the way, David Pasternak is looking for a an extension. Mm-hmm. And it's reported that he's looking for an AAV of north of $10 million. So before we get into a couple of the uh, salary moves or dumps that they could do, we'll play the yes or no game. I think they're all yes. Um, That's going to be an easy one. Yeah. Uh, Before we do that, let's play the yes or no game on David Pasternak getting a Ten plus AAV per year deal, so that's probably a max eight year, eighty something million deal, or six years, seventy eight something million dollar deal. He has been a top five goal scorer in the NHL in the past five years. All of the same guys on that list are ten plus. Some of them are. Uh, it's like um, McDavid, um, Drysital, Ovechkin's on there, at like nine point seven, but he signed like a ten year. Yeah, it's like a hundred something million dollar crazy deal. They're all in that range or more. So do you give uh Pasternak 10 plus million? Yep. I thought you could build around Pasternak, uh, McAvoy and Swayman that you had three young guys that you could build this whole team around and you fucked it up. Uh, I, where all this money went. I have no clue how you only had 2.3 million, uh, million to start free agency. No clue. But this team is so fucked that this front office fucked this all up and how Don Sweeney got an extension after like Jeremy Jacobs looks at the books and goes, this is all I got. And this is what the, the shit I have. And I can't bring back the beloved captain. I can't bring back David Krejci who wants to come back and play for the Boston Bruins. Like this front office fucked this team up so bad that 
I don't remember what the whole ranking system was, but Felger and Maz were talking about today on the radio that the Bruins are like ranked 32nd in the league with like future salary or future players and their uh, uh, development and all that shit. Like this team is going to be bad. Yeah, which is why I say trade David Pasternak. And you should be able to get something like a return that uh, the Sabres got for Eichel. Two good uh, to really good young NHL players with some draft picks attached to it. I trade, you know, my opinion on, on Pasternak. I don't think he sucks. I don't think he sucks, but I don't think he can carry a team. And he's in most of his career, the majority of his career, he's played with the two best wing, arguably the two best wings in hockey or not wings, two best forward in, yeah, in hockey course, I know in Bergeron and, and Martian. So when you've needed him most at times in the playoffs, they've gone quiet. I would not give that guy a $10 million contract. That those guys in that list, those, those top five goal scorers, McDavid, a center, probably the best player in the game. Dreisaitl, his running mate as a center, sometimes plays with him. A centerman, you know, plays both sides of the ice. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin, the best goal scorer in the history of the NHL. Uh, I forget who else was on that list, but a lot, most of them were, were centers. He doesn't do enough. He doesn't do enough to, to, to warrant that contract. And he's young enough, skilled enough, and good enough where if it was anybody other than Don Sweeney and Cam Neely making the deal, you should be able to get a haul, but you have to worry about getting back that, <laughs> that deal that you got for, um, um, help me. Sagan, the oh, deal Sagan. that you got for, for Sagan, which uh, honestly ended up being zero, absolutely fucking zero. So it is a catch 22. Do you trust them to make that trade? No, I don't trust this. These guys do anything. <laughs> This no, it's a good point. It's a good point. They're fucked, right? They're fucked. They're absolutely fucked. So here's what they can do. Here's what they can do. They can dump all of this salary, sign Pasnack, bring back Bergeron, bring back Kate Krejci, keep the winning culture going, hope that some of your draft picks take. They, they drafted three or four straight centermen in uh, this year's draft. Three, think, yeah. three straight centermen at this year's draft, a defenseman. So clearly, uh, you know, they're four years late on developing centers for the future, but, uh, you know, at least they did it. Here's some salaries for you, okay? And I don't know what it would take to move these guys. I don't know what you'd get back in return. At this point, I think you want nothing back in return, nah. frankly. Draft picks. Late round draft picks. You probably have to attach some draft picks to get rid of some of these guys, specifically the first three. One. Oh, yeah, definitely the first one. I'll give you the first three. You probably get to tack on some mid-round draft picks. Okay, so the first one is Allmark. $5 million for Allmark to be a backup center to Jeremy Swayman, who's making 900000 Yeah. A backup goalie, sorry. Um, that's a no-brainer, especially with the goalie movement that happened this offseason. Yeah. He should have been out the fucking door. Yeah, Don Sweeney should have been on the phone after seeing the first movement when uh, Colorado got rid of their first uh, starting goalie. He'd been like, hey, I can get the fucking – there's a market for these guys? All right, let me get rid of all markets. Right yeah, now. here's him and a fourth-round pick. Give me a third back. Yeah. I guarantee he doesn't go anywhere. No, they love either. that fucking goalie battery for some reason. When Sweeney is the guy. No shit, Swim is the guy. Give him the nets. That's, that's what I'm saying. That, but they don't trust him. No, they don't trust him. They've spent ten years with Tuca, who can't handle more than fifty games. So they, you know, they yeah, like that like, platoon oh, thing. Yeah. 
you know, uh, well, he needs to be the first one out the door. It clears a ton of cap space for you, uh, but I don't trust him to do it. Here's a guy I think that they might be willing to get rid of, which would be, I don't know how easy it would be. Maybe a, a flat return of like a late round draft pick or some crappy prospect. Uh, Charlie Coyle at 5.2 million as your third center. Yeah. He can go yeah. for this team moving forward. He can go. If you were in cup contention, I'd like him there, but no, you're not. So no. you can go. Uh, Felino Falange's over there, 3.8 million. See ya. <laughs> Old as shit, one goal projected as a fourth, fourth liner, maybe not even on the team. Try and get rid of that contract. Uh, here's one Craig Smith. I love this guy as a, as a move. I think he's got a little bit of value. Maybe you can get a mid round pick back for him. Uh, maybe a decent prospect. Yeah. Um, he's shown flashes. He disappeared last year. Craig Smith's the guy you can move. Here's another guy you can move Brandon Carlo. 4.1 million. Wow. See ya. 4.1 million. Obviously, has had a down year, maybe down two years. Um, had some concussion issues, but he's got size, he's got skill. Four point he's still young. 4.1 million. There's some value there. Let's tack him in there. Another guy, young, a little bit of value. Grizzlick, 3.7. I think one of those guys has to go. Yeah. One of those guys has to go. Start yeah, bringing think, up some young defensemen. I think all the four of them have to go, but go on. Here we go. Some more defensemen. <laughs> yeah. Forbert. Three million and Mike Riley, three million out of those Over. bottom out of your bottom two pairs of defensemen, two of them have to go. Yeah, and Forbert was a big acquisition, acquisition, acquisition. Attaboy. Thank you. Uh, last year, the yeah, no, that was their there. big free agent signing last yeah, year. Yeah, was yeah. Uh, Derek yeah. Forbert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be the Chara replacement. Yeah, that, that went I'd well. keep him over Mike Riley, to be honest with you. Yeah, if yeah. you could move Mike Riley and Brandon Carlo, uh, clear yourself seven million. I like Carlo as a player, but I don't think he's, you know, up uh, living up to that contract. And then, you know, yeah, you're going to get young and you're going to be kind of shitty for a minute, but that's what you got to do. I think you got to be shitty for a while. Yeah, you might be shitty for a while. Speaking of shitty, uh, let's do uh, Simplest Minds of the Week right after this. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. LeBron James went on his wino show. And was asked, I, everyone's seen it by now. The specific question was, what is, what's the one place that you go and the fans won't let you win? I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what, what the question was. And LeBron James answered, Boston. And then, every, I don't know the guy's name that was asking the question, said, well, why do you say Boston? LeBron James answered, because they're racist as fuck. And then he went on to say some other shit. He got a beer poured on him. Uh, they'll say some stuff at you. There's there's a, a couple reasons why I think that LeBron falls in the simplest minds of the week for calling Boston fans racist as fuck. Number one is the obvious one. You pin a whole fan base in a whole area as racist. You're just an idiot, especially in this day and age where like being overtly racist is kind of cool. It's, it's kind of hip. Like there's a whole sect of the people of the country, a big part of the country that are kind of into it. I know I don't live there anymore, but I don't, people don't walk around New England being overtly racist. That should save for the deep south. That's just not what it is in New England. Now there might be some undertones and some uh, racist shit going on in, uh, in the Boston area. Certainly there is absolutely there is. But to just come out and label a whole fucking fan base racist as shit, because it's been 
I don't know, because uh, uh, your buddy Kyrie, your little brother Kyrie said it when he was trying to scapegoat out of the limelight for leaving Boston a couple years ago, or because it's been brought back up into the uh, into the uh, into the speakings of athletes recently. I just don't think it was well thought out. I don't even know how much he actually meant it, Ray. No, but it's got big publicity for the whole matter. And did you ever see LeBron get a beer poured on him in Boston? No, I'm pretty sure that, that would have made Sports Center. That would have made something. That he said that, the and news. then there. What's popping up now? Sorry to interrupt you. What's popping up now is a either interview or sound clip that he had from 2017 that said, "I've never heard anything racist from Boston." Which obviously, you know, there's plenty of athletes that have said that they have heard racist things from Boston, including our own very own heart and soul, Marcus Smart. But LeBron, on record, has come out and said he hasn't. If he got a beer poured on him, I'm pretty sure that would have been the top story in Sports news, Center for a year and a half. The guy would have been all over Sports Center, being like, "This guy's a piece of shit for doing that." The other thing that LeBron came out and said that the team store was selling fuck LBJ shirts, which never happened in Boston. The Celtics had to come out and say, like, had to make a statement saying, "Yeah, we never sold shirts and said." Uh, uh, or FLBJ never right. sold that in our store. So where this guy is getting his information or coming up with these ideas. Uh, yeah. There was vendors out there selling fuck Draymond t-shirts because Draymond's a piece of shit and we were giving him Holy hell. I mean, that's what you do to superstar players. You give them Holy hell. And you went on the street corner, you've spent 20 bucks for his really poor made fuck uh, Draymond shirt. And then the beer, it was water poured on Kyrie. None of this shit happened to him, but yet he's labeling a whole city racist for shit that never even happened to him. Yeah, that's why it makes me think that he just said it to get a reaction. Yeah. Either in the room to get a to get a laugh because they knew that that's what they wanted him to say, or he's like Bill to, to try and get it on. Yeah, it just says he's stupid like, shit. shit to get a reaction. <laughs> stupid shit to get a reaction. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um LeBron seems like the type of guy who is, well, not seems like he is just fake as shit. He's fake as hell, right? He's a follower. We know he's a follower. We know he's, he's, he's kind of disingenuous for most of, we've seen a lot of examples of him being disingenuous to, to make himself look better or sound better. And depending on what light is being shined on him at any given time, this is, that's what it felt like to me. It, like it didn't feel like because also he has this whole social justice thing where you know obviously he's black lives matter and everything that's gone on if that if you're really if you're really serious about that and if you're Jalen Brown serious about that you don't go out and label a whole group of people something just to, to make a change just to get a rise you have a conversation about it yeah. right the other thing is he owns the fucking red sox <laughs> he's part owner of the red sox so if you're this brilliant billionaire businessman, you've changed the modern athlete. You can't think ahead two steps, you dumb cunt, and not think about what it's going to mean to call your entire fan base racist. You, you fucking you idiot. You dumb fucking idiot. That's why you landed on the list. Maybe you do think Boston's racist. Well, don't say it out loud after you bought into the fucking hometown team, you dumb buck, you dumb asshole. You think his oh, management group said you think his management group said anything to him after that? Fuck no. Hell no. 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 <laughs> they were signing Lord, they were signing uh Malkin's check. Yeah, you or think John were... Henry gave him a call and hey there, LeBron. Uh, that was a bad look you did there calling all Boston racists. No, 
Fuck no. They were too busy telling Raphael Devers to blow pounce, him. Pounce Zan, man. Pounce Zan, you <laughs> asshole. See you later. Yeah. Uh what a what a dumbass. What a just a uh, dumbass thing to say. The, the 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 actual racist conversation is way too nuanced and too deep for us to fucking get into. But you know, clear the Andrew uh Adam Jones situation at Fenway is well documented. Clearly that was a bad incident. Yeah. I like there's racial charged murders happening happening left and right across this country. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know how like how different is Boston if if it's different at all. I don't I can't I just it's hard for me to recognize that. But I'm also a white guy, so uh, you know, uh, you know, not really allowed to speak on this subject, and maybe shouldn't. So I don't know. Fuck you, LeBron. What a stupid ass, stupid ass thing to say. Yeah, tell your uh, team that you own racist or one of the teams in the city that you own. Racist. Yeah. Uh, here's a little, here's one's the light in the mood to end the, uh, show. <laughs> Did you watch that whole video? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, miss Quashante short. I apologize if I miss, uh, yeah, you better there. get her. You better get her fucking name. Right. I better get her name. Right. Cause she does not fuck around. She is suing one Richard Jordan. Uh, uh headline is woman sues man for $10,000 over a bad date. Uh, they had a bad date and I guess he didn't call her back or didn't call her back uh, when he was supposed to. And she filed a lawsuit against him for $10,000 in the video. I, I guess wrote I can something put about her. He wrote something about her too. Uh, yeah, I guess you have to read up on it to learn some more. The video itself is fucking you either laugh or get angry. I found myself doing both. It's like seven it. minutes. I laughed towards the end, but the middle part, I was getting very angry. She argues with the judge because the judge is, she's saying that the the guy that she went on a date with uh, committed perjury. And the judge is trying to explain to the, the woman what perjury is. And he, she, he's the judge is like, you have to be under oath in order to com uh, commit perjury. And the lady couldn't comprehend that the whole under oath thing and the perjury and they were just going back and forth, and the guys just like this on the sideline, like, "Oh my god, what the fuck did I get myself into?" Yeah, for it's a Zoom session, like our video, and there's three boxes. The judge is in one box, the the Richard Jordan's in another box, and then the woman, Quashante, uh, is in the third Ooh, beautiful, box. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, the judge is in his office, uh, and the camera's not really pointed at him; it's just kind of pointed at his desk. Richard Jordan is sitting there, uh, like us. Like us, us like just us, just pull a short camera. shirt, yeah. looking at the camera. It, most of the time, his hand, his face is in his hands because he can't believe what's coming out of this woman's face. And Kushante is like walking this. around a fucking mall or something <laughs> like this with the, with the camera at the back of her head or at her chin. And most most of the first four minutes are: Are we done here? Are we done, here? done here? To a judge, how did he put her in contempt of court? I don't know if you can in Zoom. What he, oh, he true, did, point, he yeah. put her in Zoom contempt of court court because he eventually he, he gave her the mute button. Like, yeah, mute button. <laughs> I like to mute Bill, although she. That was the funniest part. That's where my anger turned to laughter because she wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, he wrote something down and uh, it was not true. So she thought that was perjury. Yeah, he didn't understand that you had to be under oath for it to be perjury. And he was trying to explain it. And then she's like, don't insult my intelligence. Are we done here? Are we done here? Are we done here? She wouldn't shut the fuck up. And finally, the judge told the, the secretary or the assistant to like mute her. So they did. 
And then you can see as he explains what perjury is and and the fact that it's not a criminal offense to go on a bad date. It's a yeah. civil one. And we yeah, get she, that. That was the other thing that she went to the wrong court uh, circuit. And right. The complaint. That was the other part. That- Unbelievable. And then so they mute her and he's explaining this and you can see in her little box as it dives back and forth from the side of her head to her mouth that she's still just rattling off the fucking ignorant shit that she has to say. And then the judge gets done his explanation and he's like, all right, uh, what do you have to say to that? And the assistant or secretary is like, judge, like Zoom, you have to be asked to unmute and then she has to click to get unmuted she's not looking at the phone she's been talking the whole time you explained to her what perjury was so they eventually just kicked her out of the zoom session (laughs) (laughs) they're like mr jordan like you have to file like a claim for a dismissal to get this fucking thing thrown out whatever and he's like i'm just passing this over to whatever to whatever court i need to to get off my fucking desk yeah what a uh, what a display of just some of the lowest form. Like we're fucking stupid. Yeah. We are. I would consider us pretty dumb. Yeah. Just on the plain level of things, can't always talk right. Can't you know? Can't comprehend you know the finer things. This is so many levels deeper. If we're the bottom of the totem pole of dumb, she is like the foundation that was built a hundred years ago. Yeah, I agree. She's and there are there's so many worse than her. It's uh when do you think she figured out that she wasn't on that call anymore? Oh, a good like a good two and a half to, f- to three and a half, four minutes of yeah. blabbing or not, blabbering yeah. on. She yeah, probably I mean, said, Are we done here? She probably got a text message for 90 you know, seconds, went off, and she looked at their phone. It's like, Oh, fuck, I'm not on there. Yeah, like your session has ended. And then yeah. she probably cursed them out and then went and complained to some poor bastard about uh or we like a group of other station, yeah. uh, equally dumb people. Yeah, yeah, she went to the local cops. It's like judge hung like, up on me. I'd like to report a, uh, a criminal case on this judge for hanging up on the Zoom session. Yep. I that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. And then uh I almost went. I almost went deep on the political thing. Okay, we've gone late. This has been the uh, Civil Minds Sports Show Friday Rewind, July twenty second. We'll uh, see you next time. Bye bye. Bye, Bill. second Ooh, you sound better yep oh hey there you are here i am now let's see if this little bitch nugget that'll work what is that <clears throat> is that a, a portable vibrator i don't know ask your mother well, that's why i'm interested i don't know if you took it home with you the other night I mean, you are the one that wears glasses on this show, so you should be the smart one.
be able to figure this shit out. I'm back. See? That's why you wear glasses. Weird. It is why I wear glasses. It's all an illusion. <laughs> it's all an illusion. Hold on, not hold on, not completely back. Oh wow. Got a lot of emails today. Oh shit. Almost you fucked are. up the whole thing there. Okay, here we go. I'm back. Did you Hello, work today? Hello, Richard. How are you? I'm wonderful. I sent you a nice little text message before we started, too. So enjoy that. Okay, I'll take a look at that. Hello, Bill. <laughs> uh, Billy Braves is on a quick little sabbatical. I guess this would have been three weeks in a row, which is just too much to ever, ask the Queen during don't, summertime. Don't ever agree with him. It was two. It would have been two weeks in a row. Would it have been? Yeah, because Frank the Tank was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Or three weeks ago. Well, you know what? Uh, I don't. I don't I'm argue a... with the queen, nor do I uh, attempt to do a... You've been really... You've been messing around with that chalupa hat quite a bit. You, you're not quite finding the right spot for it or what? No, I just... I sometimes wear my hat to the side, which I don't know why. It's not like a thing I do. Because so you're a tool? When, when you, no, no, it's just... I think it's how my head shape. So, like, when I see myself in the camera, I'm like, oh, shit. Straight uh, as an arrow. You got a crooked head. I do. My mother pushed me out of her vagina. You didn't? Your mother did not? I Well, I was thinking about all of the things that she pushes in it. What do you say we start the show? Uh, this is my sports show. We talk all things New England sports. Uh, today, we will be talking. 